ready, baby? Is this thing on? Yeah, our groove is on, baby. Oh, that bass player's good. <laughs> you know that guy? Yeah, I do. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all 3.7, now I think it's 3.7 million of you around the world. At least. To the Counting Worms podcast. My name is Scott. And my name is Sarah. And as one of our listeners called us, the Death Squad. You better stop doing that. (laughs) Sorry. I like the Death Squad. I I do not. Okay. Stop it. All right. Welcome back for another time we can spend together is talking about death. Another charming walk through the park. That's right. Um, Before we get started, I would like to thank those of you who have been emailing us uh, with some words of encouragement and saying nice (laughs) things. Well, most most of them have been nice. There's no need to bring that up. There was, of course, a couple of you that um, took my side and... um, uh, I I would really like to thank you for that. I think sound effects are important. I think they are not. Thank you. We'll just have to agree to disagree. Well, everybody seems to agree with wah, me. Wah, wah. And <laughs> we all agreed that you can make mouth sound effects. Mouth sounds. Okay. Mouth. Okay, got it. <laughs> it's really not as effective, but <clears throat> it is it's totally effective. All right, babe. This is a free for all uh, podcast today, and w- this is episode number lucky seven, 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 oh my. <laughs> and it's the lucky, it's the lucky cast, lucky seven. So this is a free for all. Anything goes. I've got one story. It's kind of uh, horrible. Not, How about yours? Is yours going to be mine, horrible? Mine is, mine is awesome. Mine's hilarious. Hilarious. Okay, good. So then, why don't you go first? And then you could be yeah, the palate I'll cleanser. Be the, I'll be the cheer up at the end. You could be everybody the ginger. Will have, yeah, everybody will have something to look forward to. I'll be the sorbet. Be the but, ginger to my wasabi. Yeah, I'll, I'll cleanse the palate at the end. All right. Trust me, guys. You just, you'll be definitely looking forward to mine. It's so good. Now, it's I'm not, so good. <laughs> on this particular story, I am not going to have you guess on the name. Only because you won't know the name. I don't think you'll know the name. He's, right. It's not a name that, that you know comes to mind. He does go by the moniker that was given to him, the Christmas Killer. Sounds like a douche. Oh, he's hardcore douche. Uh, but have you? does that ring a bell at all, the Christmas Killer? There's been a few of those. Okay, well, this guy is really... Horrible. I mean, I have a guy in my mind. This guy's but I don't want to guess because it'll blow your story. Thank you. I mean, I have a really good idea here. I, I'm, I'm going to take a note. I'm going to write down a note. Okay. I'm going to write it down while you start. That's fine. All right. So um, the bulk of this story takes place in the foothills of the Ozarks. In the, Are you writing your thing down? I am writing it down right now. Oh, you, I can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in the Ozarks uh, in the beautiful state of Arkansas. This guy's name is Ronald Gene Simmons. <laughs> hey, I do know that name. <laughs> I totally know that name, actually. All right. So it is no relation to the vocalist and bass player of the band Kiss. Says you. But I will be referring to him as Gene from this <laughs> point forward, just because. I, I say he is related. Ronald Gene Simmons. Well, this 
chap went on a 16-person killing spree, and of which 14 of them were family members. Yeah, I can... <laughs> no, that's wrong. Okay, you're wrong. Wah, 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 wah. That was a voice. Okay, but you're... He's another one. All right, so uh, even though the story really begins a lot earlier than this, I'm going to start... There's no blowtorch? No. No blowtorch, sorry. That was on Christmas. That'll be another episode. That was on Christmas also. Yeah, there have been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there were were 14 out of 16 on that one too. I think I remember that story. Dinner party? Is that Thanksgiving or is that Christmas? Okay, anyway, we digress. He dressed as Santa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start this story out right when the proverbial shit hits the fan. This is December of 1987 when retired military man Ronald Gene Simmons, heretofore known as Gene, walked into a law firm and shot a secretary uh, four times in the head. Um, Dead. We don't know why. At this Mm. point, we don't know why. Then he went on Mm. to an oil company's office, then a convenience store, and then a motor freight company, all of which happened to be former employers of his. And he Mm. was shooting his way through the the whole trip. The whole town. Uh, When the 45-minute rampage was over, two people were dead, four had been wounded. Um, On his last stop... He fatally shot Joyce Butts. No disrespect. That's her name, Joyce Butts. She was the office manager. And when when he shot her fatally, he turned to the secretary who was right there. And instead of killing her, he said, quote, I've gotten everybody who wanted to hurt me. And then he sat down and waited for the police. Huh. Re- surrendered huh. without incident. He didn't use a kiss line? I mean... No, that like been, De- Detroit Rock City or something? Yeah, I mean, uh, there would have been so many... I rock. want to rock and roll. All night. Yeah. No, he That would have been so much cooler. Stick out his tongue. Yeah. No. Didn't do that. Did he put a star on his face or something? But this was just the tip of the iceberg. God, what a dick. Wait till the investigators find out what Gene had... Really done? ...going on the previous week. Oh, my not good not cool a lot of douchebaggery all right so he is in custody now and the police are trying to get a hold of his family and they can't so two officers because they'd like to find out what's up with this guy yeah they want to see what's up yeah and so they drive to their rather isolated home in the ozarks and now i must give a cliche alert Mountain people i'm going to give a cliche alert because i'm going to use some of the clichés that you hear on our shows <laughs> nice Ready? so okay. when the police officers got there they were not prepared for what they were what they found okay? <laughs> um, it horrified even the most hardened detectives what about the most grizzled the grizzled ones too and it was a scene of unimaginable horror <laughs> it's like something out of a out of a horror movie yes yes Okay, so they walk through the front door and they go into the living room. And the living room is decorated for Christmas. There's a beautiful decorated Christmas tree, lots of wrap presents underneath the tree. Anything for me? I don't think so. Sounds nice. It does sound nice. Well, except that nothing was for me. 
That's right. But kind of shitty. Also, next to the tree was a pile of corpses. Well, maybe that was for me. They knew I was going to have a podcast. Uh, each of them was a family member of Jean's, and each one was covered up with a coat. Like body coat, body coat? No, it wasn't a, it wasn't a stack. I think they were side by side. Oh, okay. But a bunch of them. Deputies later discovered seven more bodies outside in the backyard. And Jean's two toddler grandsons were wrapped in plastic sheeting and hidden in abandoned cars parked nearby. Oh, yeah. Remember him now? I remember him now. All right. So let's go back in time a little bit and give a little history about Gene here. Um, He and his wife, Becky, were married back in 1960. And over the next 18 years, they had seven children. Well, that'll make anyone crazy. (laughs) Testify. Uh, He was a military man. He served in both the Navy and the Air Force. Hmm. 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 And by the time he retired in 1979, he had received several awards for his military service. Okay. Okay, you buying it so far? Yeah. But life in the Simmons household was not a party. No, probably very regimented. Well, he had been described as a tyrant and a bully since he was a little kid. Uh, he was a bully and a tyrant. Wow. And that never changed. At 17, he did meet his soon-to-be bride, Becky, who was a perfect match for him because she was meek and accommodating and dependent. Oh, yeah, that is, that's a good match. That's a good match. So Gene ran the household Iron Fist style. Uh, he had set schedules for everything. Meals, yeah. laundry, cleaning, everything had to be done just so. He controlled every, every possible aspect of their life. And Becky said, okay. Yeah, she did. Okay, she didn't. Boss. Well, if if she said anything, she said okay. Oh, yeah, yes, right. sir. Yes. Um, so they have their kids, uh, and to outside appearances, another cliche. <laughs> yes, it was a perfect family. Perfect. Um, but in 1981, allegations surface that he had been sexually abusing his 17-year-old daughter Sheila. Ew. And. Yeah. That he had fathered a child with her. <sighs> yeah. It's, and believe me, this is not the worst part oh, good. of the story. I told you it was horrible. Um, while parentage was never formally discussed amongst the family members, um, everyone, including his wife, Becky, knew that Gene was the father. And Gene just laid down the law and says, you guys all have to accept this child but they never really discussed. Well, it wasn't the really was. the child's fault. No, so that's right. Accepting the child really wasn't the issue. It was accepting the bastard that was the issue. That's right. right. I mean, he's the ass. He is an ass. So, at this point, they were living in New Mexico, and so the authorities oh. in New Mexico began investigating. They, they got word of this. Good. They started investigating, and so what did the Simmons family do? They moved. They moved. That's right. They hightailed it out of there, and they resettled back in his original home state of Arkansas. You are not going to make any jokes about Arkansas. I am not. It's beautiful. Have you been there? No, but I want to go. I've heard it's beautiful. It is. Let's go. What time is it? Yeah. Let's see. We could be there by 10. It's 6.30. Maybe 12. Yeah. All right. We drive fast. So shortly after arriving in his home state... He, 
He once again impregnated Sheila. Oh, Sheila, why didn't you He run just away? didn't learn. Uh, but this time, he handled things a little differently. Despite his uh, proclaimed pro-life beliefs, he obtained a secret abortion for her. Sheila. Poor Sheila. So when she turned 18, she got the hell out of there, and she started going to school down in Little Rock at a business school. Good for her. And Jean at first was supportive and encouraging. But then Sheila met a guy who would started dating him, and it was a soon-to-be husband named Dennis McNulty. When Jean learned of this, he wanted to shut the whole thing down. Well, and yeah, he doesn't want competition. So That's right. He wanted her all to himself. So he moved the family far away from that scene to a 14-acre spread in a little town called Dover, Dover, Arkansas. Because all he wanted was for them to bend over. But God, I should be able to use that. Yeah. All right. Um, the family lived in a rigged, horrible kind of thing. Uh, an old mobile home that had like additions and stuff added onto the side. Nice. And they cut holes in the wall and they added nice. another room and that kind of stuff. They were hillbillies. There was no phone. There was no plumbing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess they had electricity, though, but no, no plumbing and no phone. I totally remember the story. So life was harsh. I, I guess they had an outhouse. It's going to get worse. It is. And Jean was uh, up to a lot of uh, douchebaggery and shenanigans. So writings from his wife to her, one of her sons um, kind of revealed her level of unhappiness. And I'll quote this. I don't want to spend the rest of my life with him. I am a prisoner here, and the kids are too. Every time I think of freedom, I want out as soon as possible. That's about as mean as that little meek and mild thing. Is. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so that's saying volumes. Um, so there are several theories mm. as to what set old Gene off and made him do those evil deeds. One is that he learned that his wife was unhappy wanted and wanted out, and she was going to leave. And, you know, controlling bastards like that, that's the last thing they will tolerate, exactly. is losing control. Um, another was that his daughter who at the time of all of these things that happened, uh, she was married and living out of the house. But it's theorized that he made further advances on her and she rebuffed him. him. fuck off. Exactly. Piece of shit. <laughs> and yet another theory was that that secretary who he killed was another woman that had spurned his advances. So, um, and a, Do you have any idea when in time this was? What? Like what year? Yeah, it was 1987. 1987, mm -hmm. that's when they were living out here in the woods? Yes. Okay. But they had been there a while, and he had already had several jobs. He had a job at the convenience store. He had it at the gotcha. oil. He was an account clerk at the oil company and the law firm, and um, no, nothing lasted more than a year or two. I was just wondering if it could also be that that was about the time DNA came out, but I guess not. No, it was before that, but... This one was not hard to solve. So, no matter why he did it, this is what he did. And please send the kids to the other room because this gets a little bit graphic and horrible. <laughs> oh, I don't horrible. think they're letting kids listen to us. Okay. On the morning of December 22nd, so this is where the Christmas killer uh, moniker comes from, he finished his coffee and then he shot his wife 
and his eldest son with a twenty-two caliber pistol. Well, at least she went first. That's twenty-two cal. Yeah. Then he strangled his three-year-old granddaughter to death. What a peach. Then he sat down and he waited for the other four kids who were the ones that were still living at home for them to return. Now, they never said where they were coming from. Maybe school, it was school. probably. Probably. Well, December 22nd? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe they went not. to the store or whatever. Who knows? But they did eventually come home. And when, he, when they got there, he said, hey, kids, welcome home. I've got some presents for you. They should have known better. Yeah, that doesn't sound like <laughs> yeah. his style. Uh, then he took them outside one by one, and he killed each of them, strangling them first and then holding their heads underwater in a rain barrel. So he'd kill one, move the body aside. Come on, kid. And kid number, number, two, number two is now serving. Now serving. Uh, and did it to all four kids. Um, so that was December 22nd. So he hung out in the home with seven dead bodies for four days. On the 26th, the day after I bet he was Christmas, counting a lot of worms. Oh, my God. On the 26th, the remaining members of his family came for their annual Christmas visit. So Gene's son, Billy, and his wife, Renata, show up. He shot them and killed them both and then strangled their 20-month-old son. He just had a thing against wasting ammunition. And maybe he thought it was humane. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's not humane. It's, it's horrible. Um, the maybe he just liked killing by this point. Maybe. I don't know. The guy's twisted for sure. Um, the next to arrive was the oldest daughter, Sheila, who we've, oh, we've heard about. Oh, yeah. We know all about Sheila. With her husband and her seven-year-old daughter, who was actually Jean's Ugh. daughter, named Sylvia. Also with them was uh, Gene's 21-month-old grandson, Michael. Mm -hmm. So like the previous group, he shot the adults and killed them, and then he strangled the two kids. Nice. I told you, this guy is something else. He's wonderful. He dumped seven of the family members' bodies in the backyard and left the rest of them in the house, covering them with coats. These are the ones (laughs) that the police stumbled upon. What did he do then, you ask? What did he do then, I ask? He went for a drink well, at yeah. the local bar. Yeah, he's Watched thirsty. the game, you know. Um, and he returned. He sat down in his favorite chair, drank more beer, and watched TV. And he did that for the next couple of days. Well, he had some time off. While the dead bodies were laying just next to him and under the Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, I sure hope your story is, is funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I got a good one. All right. So this went on for two days. Um, Then the killing continued when he went to the nearby town of Russellville, where he had had all these jobs, and he visited some of his former employers. Um, He killed that 24-year-old secretary. Her name was Kathy Kendrick at the law firm. He shot her four times in the head. I think I mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Then off to Taylor Oil Company, where he shot the owner who survived, and there was another employee who died right on the spot. Fright, frightened workers that were, I guess, out of eye shot had already called the police. Uh, by the time Gene had made it to his third destination, the police were already on the hunt. Uh, he went to the Sinclair Mini Mart, where mm-hmm. he had worked for a while. And there he shot two employees that were working the Mini Mart. They both survived. 
as wow. well. So I guess he's not a very good shot. That's, that's why probably str- why we strangling <laughs> the kids. That's probably it. <laughs> uh, no, he was frugal too, I read also. So maybe it was the bullet cost. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, last stop was the Woodline Motor Freight Company where he shot and killed the office manager, Joyce Butts. Then he sat down and waited for the police to come. Um, after he was apprehended, he was sent to the Arkansas State Hospital down in Little Rock to get a psych evaluation where it was determined that he was sane. A dick. A dick. But he was a sane dick, and uh, he was fit for trial. So he had two trials. They kind of broke it up into two different groups. But when all was said and done, he was convicted of 16 murders, and he was given the death penalty, which he wanted. And then Governor of Arkansas, Bill Clinton... Mm. is the one who signed his execution warrant. Nice job, Bill. Way to go, Bill. Good job, Bill. So he was given his final, his lethal injection on March 16th of 89, and nobody claimed his body, so he was buried in a common grave. That's a befitting end. That is a fitting end for a douche. A good ending. So not Grandpa of the Year, for sure. No. Um, Not Father or incestor or grandfather. What a horrible, horrible guy. But And terrible shot. This podcast is about death and murders, and this is one of them of note, and uh, I'm sorry. I apologize, but there you go. It is what it is. Gene Simmons. Who'd have thought Gene Simmons was such a dick? I mean, I've heard stories about him, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. No, no, no. I mean... I would have thought he was the guy that would have bit the head off the bat after doing shit like that. I think that was Ozzy Osbourne, wasn't it? That's why I said oh. I would have thought he oh. was the one. But he wasn't. It was Ozzy. I'm on board. Yeah. All right, honey. Yeah. Cleanse our palate, will you? Oh, man. This is Give great. us some ginger. This is, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Everyone, you're going to have a good time with this. All right. This is going to be fun. Lay it on me. This is going to be a fun one. Our pa- our podcast tummy is joining us again today. Yes, yeah, so Stretched if you hear meowing, he has decided to jump up here and lay himself out. And everyone's, and he is a talker, so. Um, I'm going to talk about the crazy, insane, insane life of the very, and, and controversial death of Lolo Ferrari. Um, are you familiar with Lolo? No. I like her cars. Is she yeah. the one who created the cars? Um. No, but we're going to get to that. Okay. Um, here's a hint for all of you who may be thinking it's just on the tip of your tongue, so to speak. Uh, and then you may regret thinking that she was on the tip of your tongue. Um, Sweet Lolo's claim to fame was that she was, when living, being billed as the woman with the largest breasts in the world. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lolo. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I'm up here. I'm up here. (laughs) Nice. So let's talk about how Lolo was created because created is absolutely the word. So it's not all natural is what you're saying? Is she? No. Is she one of those like the giant watermelon kind of things? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, water. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, we're going to get there. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Lolo was born plain little Eve Velo. 
1963 mm-hmm. in a middle-class family in France. Oh. Um, she spoke very openly about an unhappy childhood. And in, uh, and at 17, she met Eric Vignier, a man twice her age. Ooh la la. Yes. He was at the time recently out of prison mm-hmm. for drug charges sure. and told little young Eve that he could make her modeling dreams come true. Oh, that's sweet. Um, from there, the match was made in plastic Mattel Fisher Price heaven. Oh, Eric worked seamlessly with a Svengali-like magic to transform this normal little French teenager into a worldwide sensation. Was she the cat lady? No. Oh, okay. She's the boob lady. <laughs> I already told you she's the boob lady. No, but okay. Now, trust me, <laughs> this sensation could not be done in one sitting. No. You cannot create those bazongas like you do in a Bugs Bunny cartoon by taking your hand and blowing into your thumb and your fist just starts growing bigger and bigger. Oh, God. Yes. No. Look, I got a medical degree on the internet for $50, so I know it ain't that easy. That's true. We worked hard for that. And Eric knew it wasn't that easy either. He had to invest a lot of time in Little Eve. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. Oh. Here's how we do it. First comes the Guinness Book of World Records, of course. Okay. And she wins that one, not necessarily for those giant boobs, but actually for another obsession. Having plastic surgery. Oh, the most plastic surgery ever done? She won the world record for a whopping 22 breast augmentation surgeries. Oh, my God. (laughs) And shockingly, other women have not been fighting to win this title away from her. That is surprising. That is so, is that not so weird? I would think there'd be a line out the door of women who want to have 23, 24, or hell, 30 breast surgeries just to be the winner. But not so much. It's a coveted award. It's a, it is. And we have yet to have a challenger, which blows my mind. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, well. I mean. It is strange. I mean, you know, it just shows how lazy people have gotten. I, I, I gave up trying to figure out human behavior a long time ago. I mean, clearly. Well, anyway, 22 surgeries is what it took to reach her full size. <laughs> Which was... Oh, my God. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Drum roll, please. I can't do it. She was a 54G. 54G. Okay. Uh, Okay, that was anticlimactic. Um, What the hell does that mean? Okay, I'll explain. Her implants were designed by a Boeing aircraft engineer. No shit. I'm not joking. They contained over three liters of fluid each. So think of that two liter bottle of Coca-Cola and then add another third. Another half, right? Hmm? Another half. Oh yeah, another half again as much. Yep. So two and a half, yeah. Yeah. One and a half of those two liters. One and a half, yeah. That's a lot of fluid. That's a lot. That's in per boob. 
Per boob. Each boob weighed six pounds, two ounces. That's each. Wow. That makes one of her boobs the same weight as a, as a brick. It makes it heavier than a chihuahua. Aye, aye, aye. And it makes it two times heavier than her brain. And not just <laughs> and not just her brain, but I mean the average human brain. I wasn't being mean. I'm just saying two times heavier than the average human brain. Oh, this poor girl. <laughs> you get the idea. I do. They're big. It's sad. They're they're fucking huge. Okay. Her bus size went from thirty seven inches to seventy one inches. That's like, holy shit. They were so big, in fact, that she had trouble breathing. Like, she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't walk upstairs <laughs> or... Uh, walk. Yeah, or run <laughs> or anything. Um, she couldn't sleep on her back or her stomach. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she had a true phobia of flying. You know why? <laughs> She was afraid the pressure change would make them explode. <laughs> Seriously. I'm guessing the Boeing engineer that designed the implants warned her about yeah. that. Don't exceed 15,000 <laughs> feet or something? Yeah, or they'll literally explode. Because I don't think you can take a two-liter bottle of Coke on a plane. <laughs> the TSA wouldn't allow it. I know that. Much. I mean, you can't take more than two ounces. This uh, poor girl. What? But at least she got a good modeling career out of the deal. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. We're going to get to that, too. Well, who, who, what kind of modeling gigs are there available for something oh, like that? Oh, my God. We're going to talk about that. Oh, okay. I'm excited. It's getting, it's going to get nothing but better. Okay. I'm telling you, this I'm gets in. good. This gets so good. <laughs> sweet, low, sweet, low, low. Oh. So these lovely and because of these lovely enhancements, that's how she chose her name. You see, stupid American that I am, I would not have known. Lolo is a French slang word for breasts. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. That means okay. boobies. I got it. So, now Ferrari would be a little controversial because Lolo would say it was her grandfather's surname. But the Italian car company would not feel the same way. Mm. And, they, and while we won't get too much into it, they would have quite a few scuffles. Legally? Legally legal, speaking? Legal scuffles over her, her name. I and I can't imagine why they would not want to be a part of her success. Um, but for some reason, they didn't like uh, ultimately being associated with with her success, and, but we're, we're, we're going to get to her successes here shortly. Did she change her name to Lolo Hugo? No, no, no. Oh. She stayed Lolo Ferrari, okay. and, um, and it, it, the, the, the Italian car company was not happy with, about it. Um, um, they, 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 really, they really had a problem with it, and they did not want to be associated with, with the successes she had in life. Which is quite surprising, because when I tell you of some of the great things she accomplished, you too will be surprised that they didn't want their name across the headline. Like medical school? I mean, is she a doctor? I mean, we'll get to it. Okay. 
Um, anywho, it was not just, it was not actually just her boob jobs that kept Lolo and Eric busy. She had multiple operations uh, on her cheeks, her eyebrows, her lips, her nose, her forehead, her stomach. Um, you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, you can count up another 25 operations in total on these body parts. Um, so that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of, uh, going under the knife there. Um, but hey, you only live once, right? YOLO. YOLO for Lolo. <laughs> nice. I mean, come on now. Hello. Hello, YOLO. YOLO. Lolo. Come on. Yo. Hey, hey. Um, or maybe not. I mean, if you replace everything... With non-wearing parts, maybe you can live forever. I mean, hold on. Wait, no. No, no. This is a death podcast. I don't think that's how this story's going to end. I had a feeling. I have a feeling. I got a bad feeling about this Yeah, I got a bad feeling about this one, too. I mean, no matter how big your boobies are, I don't think you can live forever. And I don't think you bounce. Anyway. Uh So... If you're anything like me, you may be wondering how in tarnation did our little busty buddy Lolo and our ex-con Eric pay for all this extravagant electric surgery? How did they pay for it, honey? I mean, I would like a little nip here or a tuck there, but that shit's expensive. That's true. So was it lotto winnings? Did Eric have a rich uncle? Hmm. And kind of like your Gene Simmons story, I bet you are expecting a Cinderella story. I mean... I'm expecting tragedy <laughs> any, any moment yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, well, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Eric is not a nice man. Aww. Lolo was 17, and he was 17 years her senior and an ex-con. So, um, yeah, what in the hell would he want with her? Well, uh, she was an easy mark. <laughs> and as Eric loved to say when he was interviewed by the papers, she was the goose that laid my golden eggs. And when he means laid, and when he says laid, he means it in the dirty way. <gasps> you ruined laying for me. <laughs> um. First came some modeling, like he promised. In biker magazines and such? Um, And then, well... Wasn't Vogue. He just just had her jump right into prostitution and then porn. In fact, he was arrested for being her pimp at one point. Um, And and just, you know, but hey, there's there's a bright spot in everybody's career. And from what I have read, some of her best filmography was, these are good, Um, some of her very best work was Planet Boobs. That's a great name. It sounds like a really great movie. Sci-fi. Sci-fi porn. And then Double Airbags. Safety. Safety film. And then this one, this one, this one sounds really good. Mega Tits 6. Well. Now, I have no idea who is in the first five. Well, where do you go from Mega Tits 5? It's Mega Tits 6. But I assume that they had 21 or less breast augmentations, which is why they could never make it to Mega Tits 6. I mean, I bet there was never not a Mega Tits 7. I'll bet you're right. Unless I mean, she was willing to do it. 
but I'm I, I don't think anything ever beat Mega Tit Six. No, it's a good one. It's probably the best. It's a keeper. Um, but then after all the crazy enhancements and the world records, she also was able to do some cabaret, and she got a regular role on the television show Euro Trash. Euro Trash Six. No, Euro Trash. That's Euro, the name oh, of the oh, show. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, she got to actually be, it's kind of, you know, almost a co-host role on Eurotrash. Wow. Yeah. I was, a speaking role? Um, yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, go girl. Yeah. Go Lolo. Go Lolo. Um, but so even with all of this fame and fortune, even with 12 pounds of boobs, oh. And even with a husband that loved her so much, he would pimp her out and make her do porn to support them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she struggled with depression. That is weird. I know. It's crazy. She had the world by a string. And here's where the controversy starts to set in. Mm-hmm. On the morning of March 5th, 2000, mm-hmm. Lolo's husband, Eric found her dead in their home on the French Riviera of what was first undetermined causes. Mm -hmm. She was 37 years old. Mm. She looked looked 67, I'm guessing. Why? Because she took a beating. Well, no, that wasn't that part of her body. Oh. (laughs) Oh, baby. The autopsy later ruled she died of a drug overdose of antidepressants and tranquilizers. Self-administered? Are we getting there? Eric said she had been depressed, and so they ruled it a suicide. Now, in fact, Eric had taken her to plan her own funeral three days before her death, and had helped her pick out a beautiful white coffin. It seems like a strange date. Creepy. Not not to a shrink, a psychiatrist, of course, to, not to get help for depression, but nope, to pick out a coffin. And had even helped her pick out a beautiful hot pink dress that she could wear to her wake. Oh, that's sweet, though. That's, that's love. That she looked good in that dress, in yeah. the coffin. Well, Lolo's family was not okay with this at all. That's weird. And they felt like her husband was involved. So from the jump, they were fighting this uh, whole suicide concept. I'd like to see the talks. Yeah, um, she, they were not happy. And it took them two years to get the case reopened. But they were successful, and a second autopsy was ordered. Exhumation? Exhumation. And this autopsy found that there were not enough drugs in Lolo's system to have caused her death. And that mechanically induced suffocation could not be ruled out. What about her hyoid? Or petechiae? No. (laughs) In fact, some sources are even more bold, and they say Eric had even suggested in his original interview that Lolo had suffocated on her breasts. Wow. You don't hear about that every day. 
Mm, well, you don't have 12 pounds worth of boobies <laughs> in your face every day. That's true. And during the second investigation, it was found that the marriage was in serious trouble. Uh-oh. Lolo had taken on a personal lover for the first time, a Monaco policeman. And Eric was grooming two new young girls, sisters, to replace Lola. (laughs) Having already paid for a series of surgeries to increase their breasts and begun a touring schedule with them. All of this shortly before Lolo's death. Did we ever establish where he's getting the money for all these boob jobs? From Lolo's, oh, Lolo's pornography, exploitation? yeah, from okay. the exploitation of Lolo, he d- wasn't working. Okay. Yes. Well, he was a manager. Yes. He was managing her meteoric career. Her pornography, and when, and in between pornography deals, he was prostituting her. Monster around. Boob Six. Now, none of this proved that Eric killed his wife, but it did change the landscape of her death. A woman that had been dependent on him emotionally, financially, and psychologically for more than half of her life. So Eric was arrested and spent 13 months in prison while authorities continued their investigation and things continued to look bad for his involvement. What happened to the two other girls? They enjoyed their new boobs on tour without (laughs) it. Their first layer of boobs. First round. Uh, no, they had had multiple surgeries oh, already. Oh, my God. So, meanwhile, French newspapers and everything turned and said, this was, you know, we don't believe this is suicide. We believe Eric had everything to do with poor Lolo's death. And then, without a lot of explanation... Eric was released in 2007. French authorities announced that a new medical analysis and a new run of talks and a new run of uh, information with the body and everything had cleared him of any charges. Lolo's family remains convinced, however, of his guilt, and many believe this case remains controversial to this day. So he's still, he's out? He's out. So, was it drugs? Was it suffocation by her own boobs? Was it her husband? We may never know. Wow. Basically, three different talk screens saying three different things. And uh, three different families thinking three different things. Did they ever dust her for Prince with Ninhydrin? I couldn't tell you. Okay. That's what I would have done. Well, that is a that's a crazy story. I've never heard of her. Well, I've heard of boobs before, but I've never heard of her. Well, let me just tell you, you search Lolo Ferrari and you can't miss her. I'll bet. I mean, and you want to talk about some knockers. She cuts quite a wow. silhouette, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, yeah. Holy yeah, that's, shit! That, you know, that is a lot of boobs. Yeah, they a, are gazongas. Girls, don't do that. That's just crazy. And look what happened to Lolo. I mean, let that be a lesson to you. 
there's at least a one in three chance she's suffocated on her own boobs. That's a first. I, I have not heard of that one. I I kind of like it. Death I, I kind of, you know, I kind of like that she suffocated on her boobs as the theory of death. I mean, I can see a guy getting suffocated by a girl's boobs, you know, if she's on top of him or something. In his ultimate him. fantasy. Yeah. The way to go. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. The, the ultimate way to go is he's having sex and... I mean, that, that could go back to episode number one, yep. auto-erotic, no, well, not auto, just yeah. erotic asphyxiation. You're having sex, and you are suffocated by giant boobs. I mean, if you got to go. That could be the, uh, the plot line of Monster Boob 7. It could be. That's not, a, that's not really our industry, though. No, let's stay in our lane. Yeah. <laughs> All right, baby. That was a good story. Wasn't that great? I Wasn't like that, that fun? That and was fun. if if I mean if you really want to see some monster boobs, uh just search Lolo Ferrari and it's spelled just like the Italian car company despite their protest. <laughs> right. Despite their protest, it's spelled exactly like the Italian car company. And uh or you can search, you know, Planet Boobs double airbags or oh. Mega Tits six. Omega Tits, I'm sorry. What did I say? Magic boobs uh, six? Yeah, uh, something. Right. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I, I can't personally endorse those films. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen them. But uh the reviews are great. I'm sure. Check it out on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sure they're great. Uh, yeah. Well, what about your sources? Where did you get yeah. all that info? So, uh, of course, my um, my make-believe brother, um, Genius and Heroin by Michael Largo. I've tried to tell you guys how great he is. Um, and then a really great article that's called Doing Lolo Justice by John Henley. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit from Wikipedia. Um, but, yeah, apparently there's still a lot of love for Lolo out there. I feel she it. Was, she feel was, it. she was a beloved living cartoon character. I feel so. Yeah, like Jessica Rabbit. Like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, like Jessica Rabbit. Who doesn't love Jessica Rabbit? I feel so bad for her. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, 17 years old and an ex-con sweeps her off her feet and blows her boobs out. I mean. Tells her this is the way to do it. This is the way this to is, do it. This is the way to the top. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so sad. And she believes it. Bless her heart. And her boobs weigh more than four brains. All right. So my story, which was not as fun, uh, the sources for that, there's a great website called allthatsinteresting.com. And there was a story by Cara Goldfarb. Uh, little bits and pieces from Wikipedia and Murderpedia. And there's a website called Medium. And there was a great in-depth story by Delani Bartlett. And I thank you, Delani. That was some good stuff. All right, baby. Anything else you want to tell the listening audience? All 3.7 million. It's probably by now 3.75 million. Yeah, I mean, it's growing as we speak, yep. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you talk about gargantuan boobs and not have people just... I mean, they're just rushing the shelves and crashing iTunes. With just these kind of salacious stories, we're, we're heading for the top. I mean, seriously. This show is our giant boob job. It is our, it's 22 boob jobs back this to back to back. This is going to give us a shot of silicone in the arm. 
Yeah. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Here I we mean, come. I mean, three liters of fluid each side. National tour, here we come. Yeah. I mean, this is... This Death by is, boobs. This is the Guinness Book of World Boob Records right here. Consider this 24 in a row. Ba-boom. Sorry, Lolo. Ba-boom. Mic drop. Bam, boob bam. Drop. Boob, right. boob. So what should these people that are listening do? They need to rate, review, and subscribe. That is exactly That's right. That's what they need to do. And please write us. Continue writing us on yeah. Counting Worms Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Continue to abonish Scott if he's been bad. It's totally okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, that's, that's allowed. Um, we do allow that. You can find us on Counting Worms Facebook page. Um, we are, we're going to learn to do Twitter. We're, we, thankfully you guys haven't gone bananas on that because we don't really know how to do it. I don't even know how to get on it. <laughs> Put it on your phone. Put it on your phone. That newfangled Twitter. I know, but we're going to learn to do it. All right. Very All right, good. So All anyway, right, so come see us, download, rate, review, subscribe, appreciate all the great people that have that have done that. We really do appreciate it. And thank you so much. Yep. So until next time. Live big. Rest in peace. The worms, worms are, are waiting. waiting.